Can I be honest? I just spent $19 during Prime Days buying a little ring that you wear on your finger right. that you push a button. It's a Bluetooth. And you push a button and it scrolls up and down through your what? TikToks. And now what I don't have to happening right thank you for your honesty thank you for your honesty in the safe space but please say everything you just said again what now hello and welcome to number 526 of the podcast i'm one of your hosts max mccoy and i'm your other host jamie golden the podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter to find out more about these linguistical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Popcast, and we're on Twitter at PopcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be adding to our cultural vocabulary. But before we do that, you guys, there are only two weeks left to snag something delightful from our merch shop. Now, we have a long-sleeved, short-sleeved, and sweatshirt version of a new design called Educated. So it reads Educated on the front like a college sweatshirt, and on the back it reads on things that entertain but don't matter. There are six different sticker packs that include some favorite new stickers like Cringe But Free, My BFFs Are Podcasters, and then we brought back the very popular Weapons or Fist, and then we have literally a dozen more. We have a newly designed Cozy Overdose Seat, Embroidered Sweatshirt and Beanie, plus we have a pin pack and a mystery pin option where if you order the mystery pin, which is, by the way, the best-selling product that we – it's like wow. oh, like it's unreal how many people are getting the mystery pins. And 10 of you, when you order the mystery pin, you might receive the Golden Knox pin <gasps> that gets you a year's membership in our Patreon community as a BFOTS. Now, speaking of BFOTS, they received a code in their Patreon DMs to save 20% off their entire order. So you can become a BFOTS before November 1st, and you too can get a 20% off code. We invite you to smooch this collection, marry your favorite item and kill all other holiday gift ideas head to knoxandjamie.shop or click the link in the show notes to snag all the merchy goodness i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, Jamie, uh, it's time to talk Urban Dictionary. It's been a minute. I've missed, it's been I've missed a year. Urban Dictionary. We've not done one of these in a year. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think we're pretty teed up. There's a lot of, uh, of different... Um, words that I'm really excited to talk about. Um, uh, but before we do that, do you want to kind of like, uh, for people who don't know or new listeners, maybe like maybe summarize like what is Urban Dictionary? Just in case Chuck and Jan are listening for the first time ever. Uh, so Chuck and Jan, Urban Dictionary is a crowdsourced online dictionary of slang words and phrases. It operates under the motto, define your world. Now, it was founded in 1999 by Aaron Peckham, who was a freshman at Cali Poly Tech State University San Luis Obispo. Yeah. I'm sure I messed that up in every way. Urban Dictionary was the first ongoing series we ever launched at the podcast in July of 2014. And it came about because of listener Christina Charlotte, who wrote, I would listen to an entire podcast where you and Knox read entries from Urban Dictionary, education, and 
hilarity. And fun fact, Urban Dictionary was the last episode we recorded before the pandemic Lovato lockdown. That is a fun operative word there, you know, depending on how you interpret that. Yeah, (laughs) it is. But we've incorporated a ton, a ton. I today I saw my brother in the doctor's office and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I said, I have pretenditis. Yeah. And he was like, I don't, I'm, I work in the air force. Please go away. And did so, you, did you think he was going to know what that was? Like, was there any point to make no, that joke to him? hundred percent. No, no. Now you he said was, he was in his like fatigues and I asked you if you saluted well, him. He was on his you didn't answer my question. Did you salute him? No, I did not salute him. You did you say thank you for your service? <laughs> no. Oh, wow, he, again, as a reminder, Honestly. he's a meteorologist in the air force. I'm not saying yeah. that doesn't matter. It does matter, but sure. like everybody needs to calm down. Like you know what? I just, I feel really confident and comfortable saying Knox loves teachers. Knox loves the troops. <laughs> Knox loves the troops. I love the military. <laughs> I'm my brother, my dad. Right. Both. But you won't salute them or thank them for their service. Got it. No, that makes <laughs> That's sense. Fair. Totally makes That's sense. Fair. That's I'm fair. a, I'm a lifelong learner and I love um, adding new words to my vocabulary. Um, I remember, I think we did an episode where uh, we learned that liquid zoo, that's just another <laughs> name for aquarium. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. That's, this is where I learned about soaking a rumored Mormon practice that the way you guys reacted makes me, I wasn't going to define it, but I kind of feel like I need to define it now. You know? Yeah, tell the group what it is. So no. ask your Google, be like, hey, Google, hey, Alexa, Alexa, what is soaking? You know, and just see what happens. Just see what happens. Let us know on social what that is. Now, there was, uh, you know, at the live show, um, we uh, end the show with some games. And one of uh, the the ender games that we use is, uh, uh, we well, you know, we do Urban Dictionary. We called it Urban Fictionary, right? Yes. And we would Perfect. make one of our guests guess a definition. I actually found a definition on Urban Dictionary. Jamie and, and Jason uh, joining us today. If you guys would be so bold, do you want to care? Just take a swing. No wrong answers. No one's judging you. This is okay. This is a safe space. Okay. Uh, I found a word. It's called pickle fall. Pickle fall. I wanted to honor Aaron not being here with us today because she uh, took a fall at pickleball. I found pickle fall. Do you want to guess what that means? When you lose your upraised diglet. When you lose. <laughs> God, that's really good. <laughs> that's really good. That's why Viagra exists. Very good. Very good. That's Jason, right. give a guess. I'm thinking that this is a limp Vlasic mm. pickle. Wow. Oh. Okay. A limp. Sometimes you get classic. the pickle that's strong and it can stand up on its own. Sometimes. Oh, it's not a euphemism. You're talking about no. actual. Literally, yeah, that's yeah. why I said flaccid. That is a brand that is not a brand with the oh, blue Oh, I thought pill. you said. I literally thought you said flaccid. I was like, I did not know you said flaccid. The is that what they call them? Flaccid pickles? Oh my gosh! Is that, I'm not joke? buying that brand anymore. <laughs> oh my god! I thought because like flaccid, that's the um, that's the circumcised pickle. And then there's some that are just whole pickles, right? Like what? uncut. No, Vlasic is a makes brand. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's a brand, but I feel like it's it's notorious for the the circumcised pickles, right? Not the whole pickles. <laughs> I think they like they the all spear? have. All, listen, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of like a spear. Oh, okay. They all have all types. You know what I mean? All pickles matter here at the podcast. You know, I'll, I'll read the actual definition: pickle okay. fall. Uh, <clears throat> when a podcaster or any other digital professional <laughs> begins playing pickleball as a way to get exercise, but very soon after beginning, <laughs> they fall and injure themselves during a pickleball match. Here's the example sentence. Yo, did you hear about Aaron's pickle fall? She can't podcast her Substack for like eight weeks. I thought that was crazy. That feels very specific. That is. I thought to ask if you're doing a bit or not, but then Jamie's answer was so good so fast that I was like, yeah. holy crap. I think this is a real one on Urban Dictionary. No, that's this is I, real. That, no, we can. It's uh, listen. It's crowdsourced. It can be real. On yeah, Urban I'm looking Dictionary. at it on on uh, Urban Dictionary. It's submitted by Dan Bren Fraser. I don't know what that means. That's crazy though. <laughs> it's weird. It's really specific. So, uh, all that to say, Urban Dictionary is a land where we learn new ideas, new words. It's a it's a it's a beautiful, glorious place. Yes, so I'm really excited to do this episode. Yeah. Okay, so let's get to our first word, Jamie. Uh, this is called good damage, uh, and good damage comes from BoJack Horseman. Did you watch? You watch BoJack Horseman? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, I never did. Uh, the phrase means damage that helps or contributes to yourself in a positive way. The opposite is bad damage, which only serves to make you an angry or regretful person. Plain damage fits in there too. Plain damage is just a type of trauma and hurt that just stays there doing virtually nothing. Uh, kind of like how the meteor that killed the dinosaurs leaves damage on the earth, but the damage changes little to nothing about the area. Jamie, how do you feel about good damage? Okay, I love this. First of all, how is the meteor like not, I, I just don't know how you could just throw in the meteor and be like, that way everything worked out. That, I had a little issue there because they're they're calling it, I think they're calling it plain damage or bad damage. That's actually good damage yeah. because the meteor, when it killed all the dinosaurs, 
guess who it set the stage for? The mammals. That's us, uh, right? Because all right. the big boys were killed out. So that, that allowed us to evolve and get those re- history corner music plays, Jason. Thank but that you. allowed us to like really proliferate there. So oh, I, don't, I disagree with the definition and that fact, but everything else makes sense. Yes, and keep the history music because I was thinking, I was looking up like, what is something that it was, it like went through a chaotic season, but it ended up being great. And uh-huh. my favorite thing on the planet, the thing I think about every night before I go to sleep is coffee. Oh. And in the 17th century, coffee was referred to as the drink of Satan. And Pope Clement VIII had the grant and approval of the dark drink in 1615 so that it could be consumed in Venetian coffee houses. Whoa. Like, it's not the drink of Satan. And so that is a tough thing. That's some bad damage, people who missed out on coffee because they thought it was of the devil. Also, also, in the early days of electricity, many people were electrocuted. But we now have cute little uh, lanterns on our front porches that, like, they wiggle like gas. Look. That's a great point. I feel like we don't talk enough about the early days of electricity where you know there are some people like, that's of the devil. You know there are some people who just got killed because they didn't know how to handle so it. So many people got killed. I think we all agree electricity is a good thing, but in those first few days, it's probably kind of tough. Also, personal bat, personal good damage is that in my 20s, I was dating a guy named J- Jake, and mm-hmm. he told me when we broke up that my voice was grating and my ideas were too simple. Mm. Well, suck it, Jake. How you like selling that insurance? Yeah, How you doing? Jake from State How Farm, you suck on those. I you wish can't even get in the good press box. State Farm, I know. Yeah, I would say a good, a, a good like um, way to understand the damage that this definition laid out: plane damage. I think that's like hypothetically uh, when your ad network doesn't return your emails or won't oh. find anyone to speak with you. Bad, da- don't shake your heads. Bad damage <laughs> is is when your ad network won't tell you what they're selling your ads for, and then I would say good damage. Is when your ad network, again, this is all hypothetical. I don't know why you guys are taking this personal. Forgets to pay you over $150,000 over several months. Those are ranges of damage, you know? And I feel like some can be like devastating, but some can be instructive. Long, long story. I know. I always think it's weird when a company, because this just happened recently to Theo Vaughn. Like, I don't understand why a company who, like, why are they not paying you on time when you literally make a show where you talk to people and you can tell them all the things if you want. I know. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that. And we haven't had to deal with those emotions and the processing of those. Right, Jamie? That's true. That would be L- live editor's through. note, we're definitely all talking about Theo Vaughn the entire time. And that's how we leave this all in. Okay? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, next word, Dark Romeo. This is an interpretation of Romeo Montague. I like that they gave his last name. They don't give his last name enough. No. You know? Why do they not? Because it's the Capulets and the Montagues. It's a family issue. Why are yeah. we giving the family name? I would like, you know, King Henry Smith. King Henry, like, what's his last name? What that last oh, name do? Oh, King you know? Henry's last name is Johnson. Yeah. Uh, interpretation of Rom- uh, Romeo Montague from Romeo and Juliet, great clarification, that features the guy having dark and creepy tendencies. It ranges from stalker-like behavior to going full nuts after losing his Juliet. Jamie, how do you feel about this definition? I love this definition because I do think they're, and I've learned a lot about these uh, fellas on TikTok when a woman is like, hey, mm-hmm. I tried to break up with this guy and then he burned down my house. Okay. Um, which, guys, let's, don't do that. Let's go to therapy. Come on. Yeah. How Coach Knox tip, arson is really a last resort. Like, Maybe you're going the most to prison. Last. I don't know yeah. what you think. But listen, a perfect example of this in pop culture for me is for sure Drake. Drake Ooh. is a classic dark Romeo. Here's why. Writes poetry. Takes photos. If you go to his Instagram right now, he loves the sunset. Okay. He, he does. But then he's also the same guy who will write... This B-word lie about getting shot, but she's still a stallion. Well, that uh, the guy that shot her is serving 10 years. So yeah. uh, that's the first issue. The government and, thinks it happened, so I don't know what to tell you. I know. And then Drake says, my favorite lot is, I blow a half a million on you hoes. I'm a feminist. Um, <laughs> no. No. 100%. Well, it just Listen, depends on how he blows the half a million. I would ask Rihanna, ask Rihanna how she feels about Drake, and that will tell you all you need to know. About. Man, I'm never going to get used to calling her Rihanna, just to be That's honest. That's her with name. You. And listen, I, I, even heard her ma- I even heard her makeup artist in a interview recently, and she made reference to her and she called her Rihanna. And I was like, I'm, okay, like, we got I'm call happy her for her. I want to respect her. I'm celebrating everybody and everybody's pronunciation. I'm just telling you. What if you, they called you Noakes? What if everybody was like, well, I just think it's Noakes? Okay, that would be fine if I said, hey, by, by the way, I didn't want to tell you, but actually it's Noakes. Actually, it's Nash. My name's Nash. I don't know. Tennessee cities got confused, but now I'd like. You to, I, I would. I, there would be a grace. Period. I would rather you be Memph. You would rather me be Milf? Is that what you said? No, Memph. Memph, wow. as in Memph. Memphis. Okay, Freesboro. It's kind of a fun name, I think. Yeah. I uh, man, I thought you were targeting me because you're like 
writes poetry, likes a sunset. Oh. I also like those things. But you then I, I, I believe Megan the, the stallion. <laughs> I was um, say, so how do you feel there. about her her getting shot? And, and I don't, don't I mean really, not great. And I don't to be fair, you rarely say all you hoes. So I've never, yeah, I've never. When I first saw this definition, I I wanted to this feels like reductive now, but I wanted to have the conversation. What percent chance is Travis Kelsey a dark Romeo? Like is it Oh no. Is it ten percent? No, is it single he, digits percent? He's a pasty lame Romeo. He's like, because wow. listen, I read that he told one of the security guards at the SNL after party, he got this. Yeah. Hey, dog, you're a tight end and you don't even block. Okay. <laughs> you don't got nothing. No, you just catch the ball. I don't understand. Like, yeah, was, linebacker, defensive end, maybe we're talking, but a tight end, a pass catching tight end in this economy. No, thank you, sir. No. Um, you know, I had for the sports heads out there, I, I think Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, that could be a dark Romeo if Ohio State or Penn State beat Is he them. the coach? He's the coach. He's the extremely, extremely dad coach. He feels like a dad that could be on a Lifetime movie in a not good way, you know? Michigan but is undefeated, cruising. and I learned that from SNL. They are undefeated. They are cruising. It's looking great. But they got Penn State and Ohio State coming up. And if they trip up, it could go, like, really balls against the wall. Also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it and stay in sports realm. I'm going to toss Aaron Rodgers in there. I'm going to toss Aaron Rodgers, you know? He's uh, he's kind of been on the, on the fringe of some of some beefs. You know, when the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing happened, he started feuding with Travis Kelsey because Travis Kelsey did a Pfizer commercial, you know? So that's kind of weird. But there's a big energy of, like, Aaron Rodgers doing a, I don't know, like maybe him being seen on a date with, like, Nikki Haley or MTG, you know? And just being like, wait, what's going on here? What are we didn't, doing? Didn't Aaron, like, twist his ankle, like, and now is out for the whole season? His uh, his Achilles did explode. So it was a little more than a twisted ankle. Well, but it looked frail you tell when I watched the playback. It, it was. Looked, it's old man frail. It feels like something, like, my so Achilles So is he going to just keep playing? Like, why is he just retired? Well, he's not playing, but he wants to come back. But he, he more than anything, he wants to be in the conversation. That's the uh, frustrating part. He is probably the oldest looking person of his age in on the planet oh he, he has a very aged face he does have a very aged face i will like, i will agree with so. you on that my other well and in the what i feel like is a perfect aaron Rodgers comparison is mm. the other dark romeo that i would take from pop culture is ross geller he dated mm. a student he was aroused by his cousin that time played by denise richards i love this so much jamie please keep going <laughs> this you, is my favorite you. this is my might be my favorite thing you've ever done because i can't stand either of them <laughs> He cheats on Julie. The mistress can be your lobster, but it's still cheating. Okay. He says the wrong name at his second wedding uh, to Emily. He shows up at his lobster's work and is jealous of all the men at her office, even though they're mid at best. He dates Joey's ex, which is his lobster, even though that's his his best friend's ex after they broke up. He he also dates Charlie after Joey Drake breaks up with her. I hate him. Listen, we do have friends. Uh, pilot program episode mm-hmm. that comes out Friday for Beefonts. And we talk about Ross. And I, but I didn't get enough time or bandwidth or runway to talk about how much I hate Ross. And this is where I, I have brought it here to you today. That's good. I'm glad that you've corrected the record uh, on Thank Ross you. here. Does Ted Mosby qualify as a Dark Romeo? Would that follow suit? Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. I feel like there's what? a lot of Ross vibes with uh, Ted as well, you know? And that Listen, comparison. if you show up at my house with a French horn, we're out. I'm done. Any instrument, really. If you're bringing any instrument, I just, there's no need for it. You know, there's just no need at all. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R, eyewear.com, code POP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
we all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Olive and June. As a longtime user of Olive and June and as the chairman and co-founder of the We Don't Wear Open Toe Shoes If Our Feet Are Not Presentable Club, I don't think we talk enough about their petty system. Listen to me. Now, the weather is getting warmer. I know you're going to be tempted to go out without just like even acknowledging your winter feet maybe need to just have a little buff. You know what I mean? And I'm going to need you to stop right now and order a petty system immediately. Like their mani system, Olive and Jean's petty system comes with everything you need to get those feet ready and presentable without the hassle of going to a salon, including the posy, which is this brilliant footstool that opens up and you can use it to store everything in. It also comes with a smoothing foot file and hydrating foot serum, which are both mandatory if you ever plan to be around me with your toes on display. I just love how generous they are. And they just sent us the quick dry spring collection and the Kalazog Gina, they truly have the best shades, whether you like bright colors, pastels, or neutrals. The Kitten Quick Dry is my go-to neutral shade, but if I'm in the mood for something fun, I've been reaching for Flamingo, which is this bright coral pink shade that is just perfect for spring. Just like their regular polishes, the Quick Dry are super long-lasting, and the best part is they dry in just about a minute. I'm as obsessed with the Quick Dry for doing my pedicures as I am with the tab press-ons for my manis because they are so quick and easy and give the best results every single time. Visit oliveandjean.com slash podcast for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-O-P-C-A-S-T for 20% off your first system. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. Y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. Uh, next word, big dipper. Okay. This is very obvious. Uh, one who dips to excess, a libertine of sauces. If a sandwich is being eaten, four plus mustard rice must be smeared in overlapping pools on the plate. If a hot, there's a lot of like, you know, specificities that go into it, but basically someone who uses a lot of dipping sauces. Uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about this definition? Listen, I am the biggest dipper of all the dippers. I like today I was coming into the office, coming into the studio and I got some chicken nuggets where I'm shuffling. And I was like, oh, I want four sauces. And they were like, you can have one. We are shorthanded. Like, we no. don't have enough. Okay, First they all, anchored on one. That. Did you push back or did you just like, I get one, I pushed I back and I was like, can I have more than one? And she was like, no, we can only do one. Now, they gave me 18 lemons in my sweet tea, <laughs> but I could only get one sauce. So I, po- I picked a sweet and spicy sriracha, okay. which is an unexpected delight, by the That's way. Like, yeah. it's so good. But I love, listen, I, the idea that I would eat a nugget without a sauce, without an accompanying yeah. sauce, it's, it, or a sandwich, a sandwich with a dipping sauce is magic. It's magic. Now, I'm not saying which dipping sauce because that's trying to like 
land a spaceship into a parking garage, and that's kind of crazy. That's a crazy energy that but you're you bringing. Gotta bite. You got to bite in a way that gets you a point. Ooh, okay. Okay. I've just, or hear me out. What if you just put it on the sandwich? You know, what if you just lay it on that first layer? That's not as fun. You don't get as, you don't get the volume. Plus it makes the bread that you've toasted and you've put all that energy to. It makes it a little soggy. I don't like that. I do think a dry, dry nugget, it's like a dry shave. Like, what are you doing? That's anarchy. That's pure anarchy. Absolutely Uh, not. Can I ask, you you showed Jason and I, before we started uh, recording, that you took blood today. And what you showed us looked like a Rambo wound, I not like, like a I've normal person. A war. Who... It's very, it's very. She showed us that she gave blood today. She did not take blood. She, yeah. It's... It looked like I... you took fire from an Uzi, cover fire from it's an because, Uzi in listen, your arm. Listen, the woman, the woman was like, what? Okay. <laughs> is this your arm? Can they ever get blood out of you? And I'm like, well, no, all the time. And I was making the fist so it would be easier for her. I was trying to be supportive. I'm trying to be the best patient ever. And right. she was like, no, I'm going to have to do a butterfly. They, they do a butterfly every time, right? And I'm like, they've never done a butterfly. We're doing it today. And I mean, and I said, well, I'm going to look away since you probably don't need my help. And yeah. Because <laughs> it was like, it felt like we were opening me up and trying to touch my tibia. I don't know. See, I, I, I think that's I in your leg. I don't think that's right. Is yeah, your I don't... tibia in your leg? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> But you don't know, you don't understand how deep they had to go to get that blood. They had to go so deep. I go the other way. I say, it's, I'm the best blood giver. It's so easy. So I give them a real confidence. And then if they hit any, Uh, any impasse, then they get really self-conscious. And they're like, I can't be the only person who can't get blood out of this guy. Even though I'm like, I'm a medium. I'm a mediocre blood giver at best. And no for the audio, Jamie has a six by six bandage in the middle of her forearm. (laughs) She does. Usually usually I get the smallest kid's bandaid right on the crease of my, on the inside of my elbow. But they took blood from Jamie's forearm. (laughs) I gotta it's go to the plastic surgeon band-aid. after this because that's my cute forearm too. It looks my, her arm looks like way. when Iron Man after he did the snap and right before he died. <laughs> that's what her arm looks like, and I don't think it's supposed to look like that. Uh, okay, that's listen, crazy. when you're talking about big dippers, okay, what is the like? If we're just talking about fast food, like what's mm-hmm. your go tos? What are the best of the best in the in the arena? Now, see, I've kind of um, I hate that you asked me this because I'm gonna feel like I'm shaming you. I've kind of leveled up. I don't rely on the fast food restaurants to give me <gasps> sauces anymore. I've now kind of graduated to I make my own sauces. I have my own reservoirs of goodness. Uh, so I don't need like a, a teenager who is like trying to pass <laughs> chem class to give me enough Zach sauces. I don't rely on that anymore. Listen, I make my own concoctions. How dare you? Thank These you. small businesses that have become big businesses that underpay their employees, they work hard <laughs> on those sauces. They do. And I want to honor them. I'm gonna get that McDonald's honey and hot mustard mm-hmm. both the honey and the hot mustard mix listen i love a blackened ranch from popeyes i will sometimes go to popeyes and be like i have two orders and i yeah. need eight blackened ranches for each because i'm trying to create something for my house for like my, my well, salad and you're creating lottery tickets because the odds of you getting the right order and sauces no, from popeyes is 10 percent. so i like that you're you're taking a lot of shots there that's right and then i will say i have finally because we have a lot of listeners who love raising canes and always mm-hmm. get mad at us because we never reference it when we're chatting right. about chicken i finally had the raising canes cane sauce I think it is a delight. It is like okay. a, it's like a thousand island. It's a very unexpected. You could make it a salad dressing. It's that wow. Good. So people are getting hyped for a thousand island, but in like a little packet. That's but amazing. No, like, but but it's called cane sauce. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that makes it, all the difference. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I've got a, I've got a lot of tinctures and potions that incorporate horseradish. Um, there's a, a jalapeno uh, popper dip blend that I use for some of my foods that okay. I really enjoy. Um, I do think you know criminally underrated is the uh, Papa John's spicy garlic. You know, you can do a lot of things with that. Oh, not just pizza. Any 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 garlic or that garlic. God, yeah, I could. And I, I'm even okay if it hardens, if it congeals. I'm oh, even yeah. okay with that. I'm yeah. all right with that completely. Let me, uh, so uh, for my daughter like and my nephew, they had kind of have similar birthdays. So uh, Ashley's side of the family, we all went to a Japanese steakhouse. Um, and, you know, the guy comes around, he's like, you know, oh, ginger sauce, sauce, like he does the whole thing. And for one of my nephews, my, uh, he asked for four white sauces. Okay. And okay. the guy, I, I didn't have any problem with it. I was like, great, man, go off, go off, young king. Uh, but the chef reacted. He like, he like moved backwards and was like, skr? And like, kind of was a little judgmental about it, and that's the first time I've ever seen the the, the chef kind of because judge of the, the white sauce amount, or because he wasn't getting the ginger sauce and he wanted only the yum yum, or what I was think, like. You know, I'm, I'm I don't want to put words in his mouth or like in his reaction, but it seemed like he was okay with three white sauces because they give you the three little trays, right? But my nephew was like three and one extra tray and more white sauce, please. And the guy was just like <laughs> aghast; he couldn't believe it at all. <laughs> have you, Jamie? Do you have you ever gone to a Japanese? Steakhouse. I'm sorry. I, I lived in America, the beautiful, 
Listen, I was just, I'm, I'm thinking about you at a Japanese steakhouse. There's so much happening on the grill. There's also other conversations happening. Also, your need to engage with the chef. I just. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's an ADHD dream. I go in unmedicated and I'm like, let's go. I'm yeah. going to catch a shrimp. I'm going to talk to my friends. I'm going to talk right. to this lovely couple from the suburbs who's come out for their 50th anniversary. Right. I'm also going to talk to that chef while he makes that little train, that little train yeah. that goes down the, the thing. I love it because listen you know why you why you engage with the, sh- the chef extra fried more rice. rice more rice extra that's fried exactly rice. right you yeah. can't be an a-hole you're not gonna get extra fried rice i just didn't know if you had the capacity i feel like you would be exhausted after like that would be your jordan flu game you know someone would have to carry you out to the car and just be like oh wow they've this one i don't know like you know we're kind of fancy in tennessee this one has a robot that would bring sushi <gasps> for the people who, who order what? sushi and like it plays music and it, and it rolls right up. So I just, I don't even know. I think that's so disrespectful that. to the chef though. He's like, a little bit. Look, I got a whole grill in front of me and you're like, no, I want it raw in my tummy. <laughs> don't like that. But you know, if we're going to be judgmental about sauces, I do want them to get checked a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go to the next definition. Uh, this is the, I think this is a perfect segue, especially given what we just talked about. This is called little fresh meat. <laughs> and this is young, cute, handsome, and innocent looking, keyword looking male celebrities or male idols can refer to ordinary guys who fit the criteria uh jamie when you're thinking about this definition do you have anybody who fits this listen this is my favorite thing i'm thinking about little fresh meat listen i saw somebody running this morning i was like "Ooh, that's a little fresh meat too okay Okay. who are you who are you how certain were you on the age? No, I was not. So I backed out. Wow. I didn't like look too close because I was like, oh, this could be problematic. Anyway, yeah, even though I was like, shouldn't you be in school? It's like 15, but wow. maybe this is their running class. I don't know. Did you offer <laughs> to take the child to school? Did you say, hey, you want to get in my car? <laughs> no, I can't do that. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? I can't try to say legal uh, in 2023. Here's the thing. Tom Blythe, the new little fellow that's playing Snow in the Ballad of Songs and yeah. Strains and yep, whatever. Yeah, you got it. That's the name. Like, I, he's a cutie because he's normally brunette, but obviously has white hair in this. And I like him. He, I say little fresh meat because even though they're like, they're innocent looking, he is innocent looking, but I know that he's just looking. He's not yeah. like deep down innocent. Sure. I love that. And then he's got a Elvin- little game show face, game, game show host face. To me right no, now. he does. He could hold a skinny mic. I love it. Right. Kelvin Harrison Jr. Okay. So he was in Elvis. He played BB King. He was in the trial of the Chicago Seven. He he played the lead in Chevalier. If you saw that, it was okay, yes. but he was yeah. hot in it. But he listen, he's gonna be playing MLK in a TV series called Genius. He's gonna be playing uh Jean-Michel Basquiat, the artist. Got it. Got it. And then he's in a new movie called Odessa, and he just looks uh and Chevalier, I was like, do I need to go back in time where mm-hmm. you could blast my pickle? I don't know. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Perfect I was usage. In him. Perfect usage. And then finally, my last uh, little fresh meat, which I just discovered, and I know a lot of you are like, uh, we've already been here, done that. But he's a little new fresh meat for me, and that's Noah Khan. Little stick season indeed. Stick season indeed. He can <laughs> pop my folk. What? Ooh. Listen, he is like if Boy Genius was a, a, a guy from Vermont. It's he's adorable. I am obsessed with him, even though he looks like he could use one extra bath a week. But still, he's adorable. Very innocent. Very lovely. And the music is dope. I really do love that album. Yeah, I had a, a listener recommend him to me. Uh, big fan. Added to my Spotify list. Uh, he's got, he, I guess, duets with Zach uh, Bryan on Sarah's Place. Um, oh, on his, okay, yeah. It's like his it's like a half album he released. I'm confused on like what happened, but it's like a, like a EP or something. It's a really good song as well. Uh, so that's a good call. Um, I, so none of the, none of the stranger things guys made your list. Not like no stranger things. Kids. No, because they, they are playing teenagers mm. and I need the closest I can get to playing a teenager okay. is Edward from twilight. And it's right. only because I know he's 200 and so okay. it's fine. Or the but kid cannot... running by your house this morning. Either one of those. <laughs> or the kid running by my house. <laughs> But listen, I'm trying to I'm trying to stay a 22 and above. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know some of them are, but they are playing tiny. Like I was introduced to them as tiny little babies. Yeah. I like that you prices righted Leo and you were like, uh, I'll take 22 and above, Bob. Like that's how you landed that. <laughs> that's smart. That's but good stuff. 22 feels like they've had a year to drink. Yep. They can. Well, they can't rent a car, though. Maybe I should God. up the age. And that's important. That is an important part. <laughs> Okay, next word, Jamie, this is called thrift threat. 
thrift threat is a noticeably trendy indie individual in a thrift store whom you know will take all the good clothes before you. I know. Listen, to be fair, if it is not on a mannequin, I do not know how to style clothes. Like, I will walk into Anthropology and go, I would like what's on this little mannequin right here. And then they go, we don't sell your size in store, (laughs) but we will charge you $700 for it online. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I want it. Now, here's the thing. Thrift stores, and thrift stores for the most part, carry like one Ava and Viv stretched out V-neck and a universal standard pair of jeans that only Charlize Theron could wear. Yeah. But we have a longtime listener, Julie Van Heusen. She's a long-time listener. She is, she thrifts her house and her closet. I followed her on Instagram for a long time. She actually, bonus, she designed our I Survive sticker pack in our merch shop. But I am not a thrift, I'm not good at thrift storing because I I like to get like dishes and kitchen stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not good at like, what will this look good with? Other people can walk in and go, oh, I can make 18 out. They're like capsule eyeballs and they can just make capsule wardrobes out of everything. And I'm just like, well, that's another white shirt I can own. Yay. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to stop. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a bit of a veteran of the thrift stores that it was where I exclusively shopped uh, in high school for all my t-shirts. My, uh, the, the, the gem of my collection was a Tennessee junior miss finalist t-shirt that I wore <gasps> everywhere. So uh, but also after marriage, uh, I've tagged along many a trip to a thrift store uh, with Ashley. And when I, when I saw this definition, I was like, oh, this is Ashley. If oh, you see Ashley her in the thrift, thrift store, threat, 100%. she's pilfered it. She's completely like picked Listen, it clean. Listen, you can walk into it. I can walk into a vintage shop and I'll be like, well, that's a lot of pictures of horses. Yeah. And I won't. And then Ashley can go into a thrift store and she'll be like, look at this lamp. And then look how I'm going to like style it on this. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I'm going to scrape board. all the wood and stain it. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? That's ridiculous. Get out of that's here. Like, that's like making your own dips. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Now, that's a different kind of genius. I agree with you. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Since I mentioned Ashley, uh, her and her friend Amy, they've launched this, uh, a store called Shop Aster Era where they're doing this kind of thing. They're uh, curating um, kind of uh, launches and capsules for uh, leading lady either type characters or archetypes. Um, so if you want to check them out, you just go to Instagram, uh, search Shop Aster Era uh, online. You can follow I'm them. I'm following them. I'm so excited. Yeah, they're very good. They're very stylish, almost intimidatingly so. So uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, next word, lifestyle creep. Uh, this is this refers to the phenomenon where an increase in income leads to an increase in non-essential expenses, things you don't really need. When this happens, things that used to be luxuries become your new normal, and you perceive them uh, as if they were <laughs> essentials. Jamie, how do you feel about this word? Well, I don't like this. This feels very judgmental. <laughs> why can't I have nice things feels if very I pointed. can afford yeah. them? If I don't go into debt for them, why can't I have nice things? Now, listen, I will say there are certain things that I still think are ridiculous. Like, I, in my head, I go, I could never. You know, and yeah. listen, this is a double standard in every way, because I could be like when someone has a, a handbag that costs five thousand dollars, I'm like, what is going on? And then yeah. I, and then I, I get like with my Walmart purse mm-hmm. on and fly first class. <laughs> so I spent, it all, I spent it all on that something that you cannot get back. But I listen, I do have lifestyle creep. I will admit that. Yeah. Um, and I have allowed myself to go to some places I'm not, I'm probably not proud of. And nor is my bank account on this day where we're recording and we have just paid our taxes. So it's, it's, uh, it's a little, it's, it's tough right now. It's a tough day, uh, for, I won't put words in your mouth, but it's a tough day for your boy here. I uh, just took it on the chin <laughs> financially speaking. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is, but I, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm watching this. Like I have, you know, I would probably say like, mine's like, there's a there's a, a hot crouton spot around the corner. Sometimes I'll get croutons to go, and when I get that package, I'll so be you'll like, "You just get croutons." I don't, first of all, I don't like your tone. I thought this was a safe space. I didn't judge you no, for, when is. you said anything. She has the correct tone. She has the no, correct tone. Get out of here. Regarding, no, regarding turn your mic off. And, get out of here. You and croutons, she has the correct tone. <laughs> so but they're good. But you can use else. them for you multiple just come meals. In and you're like, how can I pick up my croutons? My croutons? Yeah, that's right. I'm a crouton guy. Part of me is like, man, I don't like being the crouton guy. And I know I'm the crouton guy. There's a 100% chance. No, but there's somebody guy. in there that's like, I love that guy. He just gets croutons. That's so cool. Because I don't even like the way they make salads. Okay. The way they use lettuce. It's very, why you it's gotta, very why you gotta moist on them lettuce, suddenly. and I don't like that. I'm a, I'm a more of a broccoli based, c- trying to go superfoods to counteract the uh, the croutons. Um, right, you know when I'm not making them, etc. Uh, so stuff like that. But I'm watching this in my kids. I watched my son DoorDash uh, Five Guys, and I was like, "What are you doing right now? Like you're wasting money." And then I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, "Hey, bro, 
you ordered uh, two containers of croutons twice last week. Like who's really who's who's really the problem here in this situation? Listen, no, this is true because I was shopping with my friend Sophie, Sophie Hudson of the Big Boo Cast, and she convinced me to buy glamorous detergent. That is literally the name of it, is glamorous okay. detergent. Good brand. For like $80, I could make my sheets smell good. And I think I overused it. My mother came in and goes, Did you spill perfume, honey? Are you okay? And I'm like, I know, I don't know why it smells so strong in here. It's so intense. But listen, the idea that we are buying fancy detergent yeah. it is psychotic. But then I also recognize that I have a robot vacuum that I've named R2Dust to you. Uh-huh. And I have a robot mop that I named Princess Spraya. And if yeah. anything happened to them, I would replace them immediately because that did happen. And I did replace that robot vacuum immediately. I've got a lot of issues with Princess Spraya, to be honest. That's that's crazy. That's crazy naming right Princess there. Princess Spraya is perfect because it's a spray mop. <laughs> No, I got it. I got it. I'm just saying that's that's wild. A couple years ago, Ashley bought detergent that smells like the uh, detergent they use at the Grand Floridian. And I was like, this oh. feels like the peak now of that's opulence. that's fancier. Yeah. The fact that you know what like the, the Grand Floridian uh, bedding smells like and that you could buy um, uh, detergent that smells like that and replicates it. I was like, wow, what a world. And what listen, world I think it's all about balance. If I want to fly first class, I can fly first class because I also eat fruit spins instead yeah. of fruit loops. I get the generic cereals because they taste exactly the same because right. they're made by the same company. You guys, they're all yeah. owned by Walmart. They're all making the same thing. And see, I look at croutons as an as a, a fitness lifestyle uh, uh, investment, you know, because fitness? it helps me eat more salads. You know what I mean? Helps me stay more healthy with the broccolis and the carrots. And the see, what I would do like is that. get the croutons and then just dip them in that uh, that blackened ranch from, yeah. that I've ordered from Popeyes. Listen, what if you just have a crouton salad? What if you build the whole salad of croutons? Why you can know, you not do that? Add some bacon bits and some cheese. Sounds like a good time. That place loves when you come in because the margin on croutons is insane. And they're like, you want any steak? You want anything that we have lower margins on? And, they're like, and you're like, nah, just the croutons. Every spring, I'm reminded that there's nothing like a fresh start in spring cleaning. This year, we're taking things one step further with our spring refresh at the McCoy house. Sure, it's been a lot of work to get here, but we're all so excited to settle into our new space. If you've ever moved before, you know there's nothing like the first night in a new room and the difference that soft, breathable, all new bedding can make. Bowl and Branches signature sheets are the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep and are designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and feel incredible on night one, yet they still get softer with every single wash. Bowl and Branch very kindly sent us a code to try out their sheets and I, and by I, I mean my wife Ashley, picked the signature hemmed sheet set in cream. We both we're so impressed that the quality and softness were so good and so nice. They were super breathable, which I'm also thankful for with summer just around the corner. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bull and Branch. Go to bullandbranch.com slash popcast for 15% off your first sheet set plus free shipping. That's Bull and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash popcast for 15% off. Exclusion supply. See site for details. I wish I'd planned it like this, uh, but the next word is disorder salad. Love it. Uh, this is the random assortment of disorders someone claims to have for attention, typically on TikTok, Tumblr, <laughs> or other social media <laughs> platforms. Jamie, how did you feel about this? Listen, this is my favorite because my favorite thing is to see a TikToker who is accused of something, fill in the blank, and they're mm-hmm. normally guilty of it, racism, misogyny, homophobia. <laughs> and then they're like, you guys, I'm autistic. <laughs> You're just <laughs> like... You can't just suddenly be autistic. Like, mm. like you can't just like swing that out of the gate to us. I was trying to think, do I have many disorders? I don't have a ton, but I'm, I have ADHD, seasonal uh-huh. allergies, uh-huh. vitamin D deficient, and I have cankles. And I assume that right now I have toxic shock syndrome today specifically. Great. But listen, I would, I would like a disorder that I could have. Like, I would like a disorder salad so that I could get like a support panda. <gasps> yeah. That'd be fun. That would be good. You also have shotgun blast forearm from the bandage I'm looking at. So make sure you write that down. <laughs> Listen, would you like to hear which of, okay, I'm going to give you two disorders and you tell okay. me which one you would rather have. Okay. Okay. Anal glaucoma Ooh. or elevated porcelain levels. This feels like a trap because it feels like just on reaction, you don't want to have anal glaucoma, but it feels like that's the actual <laughs> one that you want to have given what you're laying out. Here. Listen, anal glaucomas, you don't see that butt coming. That's what <laughs> anal glaucoma is. And then elevated porcelain levels are you're a frail, fragile. B- <laughs> <laughs> like I, I came up with some that I wanted to see if you guys, if you guys also suffer from it, because I okay. feel like I suffer from them. Okay. okay. Let's go. Uh, this is um, nighttime couch paralysis. 
when you've fallen asleep during a TV or movie and all you have to do is get up and go to bed, but you just can't do it. You just, you stay on the couch the rest Guilty. of the night. Yeah. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen to me because I don't work hard during the day. Okay. So <laughs> I can stay awake. I don't have the children. Okay. Uh, this is, it's, this isn't frostbite. This is scroll bite. And this is when you're scrolling so long on social media that your arm, hands, feet, or something falls asleep and you have to use it and you scream because it hurts so bad. Listen, can I be honest? I just spent $19 during Prime Days buying a little ring that you wear on your finger right. that you push a button. It's a Bluetooth and you push a button and it scrolls up and down through your what? TikToks. And now what I don't have to talk what's happening right Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty in this safe space. But please say everything you just said again. What now? I know. So it's this little, uh, it's almost like a, a, like a gadget you wear, but mm-hmm. it goes on your ring finger. Okay. And you hit it with your thumb because it's Bluetoothing and it's a scroll up motion on your phone. So I can set my phone up on my little duvet, like a crook in my duvet, and then I just click my finger and the it scrolls up for me. I don't have to reach over to my so phone. you're doing sign language like Amy Gugorilla <laughs> from the, the iconic movie Congo, but it's for more TikTok. <laughs> for more TikTok. But the only time it ruins it, because I have a time limit. I have a time limit on TikTok for one hour a day. That's good. And, Look and at that eventually I have to get up and be like, no, put in my phone. I want to watch more. <laughs> so I brought, I bought another Bluetooth device that automatically yeah. puts in my code. I'm not to proud override. of how lazy I am, but so be it. I can't believe they invented something like that. That's incredible. They invented it. Com- it comes in five colors, you guys. We'll put it Look at that. What notes. color did you get? I got pink. <laughs> I thought you were going to explain, Knox, that, that that was when you f- drop your phone on your face. Yeah. But Jamie has solved that. She's not going to have phone-to-face injuries Exactly. Anymore. And that does happen to me because when I'm doing my TikToks, it does fall on my face. But now it that. doesn't because I got that on Prime Day and it safety works first. amazing. Yeah. That's PM- TikTok glaucoma. PMG, safety first. And it stays, charged for, like, it stays charged for like a week. That's good stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> all it's doing, it's like that's the ordering croutons of the digital Bluetooth world. That's why I don't fall asleep because I'm not doing much, you guys. I think it's I'm good. Much, yeah. Um, I, there's also uh, CSPD, and this is cultural slow processing disorder, and that's when you see like Ice Spice or Morgan Wallen, and you're like, I don't get it. Like, what? What's the gift here? What's the talent? I don't, I, listen, I, don't I do think Ice Spice is talented. Okay. Okay. Um, but I am confused by the orphan Annie here. I don't understand it completely, but I appreciate her talent. Like sure. and and the way that Taylor Swift has used her as a prop. That's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just wanna I wanna understand. I've got to that age where I'm like, I don't get it, but I'm sure someone else does. Can you explain it to me, please? And that's yeah. that's just what I'm You know what Aaron for. has right now? Concrete poisoning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it too soon? Well, because she had a pickle fall, right? And she had a pickle, pickle fall and got concrete yeah. poisoning from her That's pickle right. fall. <laughs> uh, next word, empathy. And this is the disproportionate empathy extended in the direction of men we make too many excuses for. Jamie, how'd you feel about this? Listen, I feel like, again, I just, as someone, we talked about this in the more you know, because I am someone that's going through perimenopause and I have mm-hmm. complained uh, at length about the fact that it, it, the fact that nobody can understand Something that literally every woman on the planet goes through. And doctors are like, we don't know. It's just, but there are 17 pills to get a diglet hard. So can we help you with that? No, you Mm -hmm. can't help me with that. Help me figure out why I can't, why I have brain fog. But I will say empathy right now, and it has brought me the most joy. I mean, I don't want for people to be sad, but watching Ben Affleck have to go through life Right now, sad Chucky from Boston who has to send off Will to find yeah. Minnie Driver. He's the sad breakup guy with Gwyneth. He's sad yep. Batman. He's sad Dunkin' Donuts drinker. He's sad PR relationship with Ana de Armas. And he's sad sloppy second to Matt Damon in life. Now he and that precious angel just going. We talked about it at length in The More You Know. But like them just going to McDonald's three times in one week. And everybody's like, poor Ben. What do you mean, poor Ben? Like, this is the life Ben chose for himself. This is the mm. life he chose for himself. So. Unfortunately, yeah. I uh, um, I think Justin Timberlake is probably a uh, a, a empathy uh, kind of uh, standard. Oh, um, I think Ashton Kutcher yeah. in the news. Um, well, I don't know. With, on the eve of like Britney Spears' uh, memoir, I don't know how much of a Justin Timberlake empathy situation we're going to get in. But uh, Ashton Kutcher with uh, Danny Masterson is certainly someone who... You know, he's on uh, Shark Tank um, and Mila Kunis likes him. So I guess he's a pretty cool guy. I don't understand that. We got to let these guys go. Just let them go. I feel like in the sports world, we got Urban Meyer, 
who even the sat man, Michigan State. He's still like, a person? He's still a person. Prayer, prayers for your Michigan State fans because there was a pretty sizable contingent. They were like, we could get Urban Meyer. Like, we'd be back on track. Things could be good, you know, if we got Urban Meyer. Mm. And like, that's like the last guy you want, given what's going on at Michigan State right now. Um, okay, next word. Uh, beekeeping age. This is when an older person, usually a man, Around 40 to 50, I, I object uh, at that age Older. range. Uh, how dare you? Uh, is attractive. It comes from an episode of Rick and Morty where Summer's friend talks about how she wants to have sex with Jerry and he's uh, and says he's beekeeping um, age. Jamie and Jason, did either of you watch Rick and Morty? Does anybody watch Rick and Morty? I've here? watched some Rick and Morty episodes, but I have not committed to the bit. Yeah, I think I've seen some compilation stuff, but I've never actually watched like an episode. So I don't completely understand the context. Here. I do like the beekeeping age being a specific 10 years that like once you're past beekeeping age, you're on to other things. But I beekeeping to me is not sexy because of the outfit. Like the costume for beekeeping is too loose and roomy and mm. has and it covers all the best parts of your beekeeping face. You know, like I that. think I would like to push the age to 50, 60. I feel like that's actually where the definition wants to be, you Is know? Because you don't want to be beekeeping age? No, I th- but I think you hit on it. I think it's it's about the um, the sexuality becomes this person's usefulness. It's not their youthfulness. It's their usefulness. Oh, yeah, you know? because honey helps with allergies. That's right. If, it's, if someone is a beekeeper, you know they know how to do things. Like if the power goes off for more than two days, they're not going to die and just waste away. Like they'll actually know how to connect things. Uh, Jason, do you like when you think of beekeeping age, um, older people, you could say men or women, like who, who are you thinking of uh, that qualify for this definition? So around this age, I, I mean, there's a lot that are attractive, that are useful, maybe not useful, whatever the situation may be. We got Gosling, Hall, Chris Pine is in that yeah. age range. See, that doesn't count to me. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. And then and uh, here's my top four right now. I've got Hugh Jackman and Logan. He was about okay. that age when he was doing that. That's got a real beekeeping vibe to me. I got yeah. number three, Diane Lane in, okay. Man, in Man of Steel. Diane Lane tried like the rom-com thing. No, I liked her as Clark Kent's mom in Man of Steel. In 2013, that was the that was prime Diane Lane to me. That's my opinion. Yeah. Number two, Bill Hader. I think Bill Hader <sighs> is is trying to be hot. I don't know that it's happening. Oh, he is not hot. No, 100 percent not. But hot. think, but Jamie, think about him back on SNL. He was definitely not less hot. hot. Less hot. Barry, he's an assassin, mm-hmm. kind of a good guy, bad guy, having a you know a crisis of conscience, figure out what's going on. I think Bill Hader's in there. Here's the problem. Wait. Bill Hader is too obsessed with Keith Morrison from Dateline. He cannot be hot and be that obsessed with Keith Morrison. It makes Counterpoint. It, it seems That's weird. Kind of the it seems thing like ever. you're trying to learn how to commit a crime and get away with it. Don't Listen, like that. I think Bill Hader's secretly kind of a decent stick man. Because we got Anna Kendrick, we got Rachel Bilson, we got Ali Wong. That's inter- That's a good roster. That's interesting. That is interesting. Yes, I'll give you that. And for me, the number one person that's in beekeeping age right now is James Marsden. I mm. don't think he should be having the moment that he's having. But him in jury duty was absolutely incredible. He's incredible in Sonic. I won't hear anything other other than that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love, okay. I'm loving the James Marsden era. That we are yeah. currently in. How did you how did you feel about him being the voice of Hank and Paw Patrol colon the mighty movie? Jimmy Kimmel's move. in that, Kim Kardashian's yep. in that. There's a lot of celebrities in these Paw Patrol movies that are absolutely cashing checks. Good for them. Constellation of stars. It's the Mars Donaissance. People say that and people know that. You know, when I'm thinking beekeeping age, I think what I'm looking at is like on the younger end of the spectrum, I'm looking at Rick Moranis. You know, that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Uh, and then on the older end of the spectrum, uh, Walter Matthau, that are live Walter Matthau. Do you guys know? Unfortunately, he no, has dead, passed. For sure. But I, I sure love dead. Walter Matthau. And I loved, what were those Angry Old Men movies that they made yeah. with John? I always call him John Lennon. That's definitely not his name. Jack Lemon in <laughs> uh, Walter Matthau. Sure. I love those movies. He did have a John Lennon energy. I think we'll all agree listen, on that, Jason. Okay, Thank listen. You. But let's go back to James Marsden. I was just looking on his IMDb to see what he's got coming up. Like, what's he doing? What's happening? Are you going to be rude? Because like you kind of went out of order, so you you missed your turn to be rude. So if you're gonna be rude now, I just want you to like. No, I'm not gonna be rude. rude I just want I want I want a general reaction to you. He has a film coming out called Unfrosted. Uh The original title was Unfrosted: Colon the Pop Heart Story. It's being directed by Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, that's right. How do we know that's not like a like a a sequel to How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days? You know, like what happens when you get unfrosted, right? But it's about pop tarts specifically. It's Kellogg's I don't know where the marketing goes, Jamie. Who knows? Who knows? I don't I'm very excited for that movie. First of all, because did you all watch the Zach Galifianakis uh, Beanie Babies movie? Yes, that was cute. I thought that. I so I'm hoping 
the Pop-Tart movie is going to be like that. And I'm hoping that Jerry Seinfeld, who doesn't want to do more acting and probably shouldn't, has a career yeah. behind the camera because I do I do like some of the stuff that he No, does. I agree. And this movie has Melissa McCarthy, Hugh Grant, Christian Slater. Mm. Hello. What a weird okay. group of people. I love it. <laughs> See? I don't like that he's directing a movie uh, based on a snack that young girls like to eat because given his history, just like, watch out, Jerry. You know, like, that's true. She know. definitely, Shoshana was definitely eating Pop-Tarts when he met that's, her. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, just be careful. Just be careful. Promise keepers, Jerry. Remember, uh, people don't forget. Um, okay, that is our conversation on Urban Dictionary. Um, I feel like we... I think we've really helped some people's vocabularies. You, know, you guys, let us know really... which of these you want to use. Like you're going to start using in your everyday life. I want to know. Yeah, yeah. Please uh, let us know. And as always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Knockshare.com slash 526. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right. What is your red light this week? Okay. My red light this week, this is a universal complaint and we just need to address it. Okay. If you have a public account on the internet, let's say, for example, Instagram, and you post engagement reels and then engagement photos and then wedding planning and then wedding rehearsal and then the wedding and then the day after the wedding with a caption that reads about last night dot 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 and then your honeymoon and then the one month anniversary and every month anniversary and if you shove your partner down our throat with captions like every love story is beautiful but ours is my favorite listen and then you divorce you have to tell us okay you can't pretend. You cannot have shoved your marriage and your love and your affection for each other down our throats for four years straight. And then suddenly you just change your username. You just drop your last name and add your middle name as if we're not going to notice. And you just suddenly stop posting that douche. Listen, I have to know if I have to know what sheets that you and Matthew love the most with an affiliate code, then I'm going to need some divorce paperwork screenshots. Okay. Um, who's getting the house? How did this end? Who screams the loudest in Olive Garden when you're arguing about the in-laws? When your heart's compass sends you off a cliff, we go with you, okay? You can't just change that profile name. You have to take us with you. You, you have to tell us what's going on. You cannot pretend, and you cannot also be like, I know a lot of people are curious. Yeah, of course we're curious, because we know exactly what kind of underwear you wore under that wedding gown, because you told us. So I need to know about your divorce. There's several no. people right now that are getting divorced, and I know they're getting divorced, but they're not telling us. And I'm like, you have to tell us. The you only thing, I th the only reason I think they would have to tell is if they charge for the journey, like their marital journey. But if they're not charging, and you're just paying with your attention, like th they don't know you're refunding your attention. You know, the, that's listen, your algorithm's choice. They got, they got, you know what? They got sponsors post based on my eyeballs. I, I contributed to that sponsor post they got from Third Love Bras. Okay. But you know what? The, the bra free that feed, she wore that's on the her canvas honeymoon. they get to paint on and they get to paint whatever they want. You don't get to see you like, the other things. You don't want to know about the divorces? No, man. I'm team marriage. I'm, I'm rooting for marriages. And if it goes bad, like I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know about I, it. Get well, out of here. Team Jamie, y'all. Come be on Team Jamie and sit by team, me. Because team divorce. I love Is that them. what I'm hearing? No, I just want team honesty. If I have to look at that wedding ring one more time every month on the date that you got married, I you know just what, think though? I have a right to find you out don't have how to much look. was it worth and did you can split mute the cost. Or not consume. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> as if you? As if these were not my family members and these are not my colleagues in this work. I have to deal with it. I want to know the truth. Do podcasters and by colleagues? the way, if you're famous enough, question. I We'll find out on Reddit because uh, most courts are public. So we will. Oof, paperwork. It's brutal. It's brutal. brutal. Yeah. Uh, my red light this week is, um, you know, uh, on Netflix, there's been a, a bit of a suits assance and everyone's watching suits and we're talking about suits and was like, Susan, it's not that bad. It's kind of good. Uh, and I think it's like, it's exactly what you need it to be and want it to be. And it's not pretending to be anything else. It's like lunch at a Buffalo Wild Wings. It's not the greatest thing ever. It's not the worst thing ever. It just kind of is. And now I'm seeing that Peacock and other uh, production studios are like, well, you like suits that much? Guess what? We're going to do more suits. We're going to spin off suits. You're going to have suits coming out of your ears, coming out of your nose. And I would just like to be like, hey, just because everyone watched something on Netflix, that doesn't mean there's a consensus. That doesn't mean like everyone wants to see more of this. And like, are you going to do a prequel? Are you going to do a post-school? You're not going to have Mar Mega Markle. Are you going to do like the same people? Is this going to be like the new class? Like this is going to be a different law firm? Louis Litt, is he going to be involved? Like I just, I think people have overestimated the uh, mandate from the people on suits stuff. 
And I would just like all of us to hold our horses. Listen, we're going to get it. Here's why I know we're going to get it is because Patrick J. Adams and Rick Hoffman, stars of Suits, yeah. both show up during my cooking game to do ads. And they act like it's super casual. Like, hey, guys, did you know that I freaking love this king who's always in desperate need of being saving? And there are no ads in this game. Like now, like I'm having to deal with you now. Also, did you see it's is Netflix. Can I just ask you a question? Hmm. Is Netflix now the CBS of streaming platforms? Because it's, it's getting close. Let me say why. Suits was number one for four weeks streaming, and it was taken down by Virgin River. That's Chuck and Jan taste in television. Yeah. Okay. And so some of y'all who are hardcore, like, oh, I don't pay for any other streaming service. It's because you love CBS. You're a big bang theory, B word. And just own it. Just own it. Yeah. Just be who you are. And, and like, if, if you're one of those people who are banging the floor for the new suits, like, that's cool. Just own that. I just don't think it, it's it, not as many people as we think there is. So I would, I would short sell or I, w- I would short invest in uh, the, the suits reboot. I just don't think it's going to be that good. And please remember know. that this is not suits first spinoff. Jessica Pearson played by Gina Torres had a spinoff called Pearson. I love Gina Torres, by the wow. way. What an electric fact check, to be honest with you, Jason. I did not know that. This is news to me. It lasted like 10 episodes, so this next one should be great. (laughs) Was on USA Network? Oh, I'm sure. Wow. Or True TV or whatever. Or whatever the right price Meghan Markle could come back. What if Meghan Markle would come back? With I mean, Prince, with Prince Harry, she's getting close to needing this because I did see she's negotiating with like Audible to do her electric podcast series with them that she did like two episodes for. Uh, I would just advise them to not take that deal. Um, but this but might they, be they have up, no line and they just say that that Prince Harry is now playing Mike Ross like they just switched out the guy, but it's the same <gasps> character. Like he's in. What if they I'm just made him marry pr- or made her marry a prince? Like that's the storyline for her. It's believable. <laughs> I would buy that. Um, okay, Jamie, what is your green light this week? Okay, we have a mutual green light this week, mm-hmm. um, which is the new TV show, Fall of the House of Usher. Which it is just it's just going to be one season, so it's done. Like so, you don't have to be like, well, I'll wait until all eighteen seasons are out, and then I'll you know. So this comes from Mike Flanagan. Knox and I weirdly have crossover. I think when it comes to Mike Flanagan, because we both greenlit Midnight Mass mm-hmm. last year when it came out, and uh, Mike Flanagan has this great deal with Netflix where that he's like, hey, if you'll just make us a series that's kind of creepy and kind of crawly. We'll just let you do whatever you want. And that's exactly what he does. And he makes fantastic things. So this series is based on the writings of Edgar Allan Poe. And at first I was like, uh, there'll be a raven. It'll be exciting. Like, I was Mm -hmm. just nervous that it would be a little cliche. Listen, at the 16 minute mark of the first episode is when I freaked the freak out. <laughs> and I w- did did not stop freaking out the rest of the time. And not in a scared way. He That's what I think I love about Mike Flanagan is that he does have jump scare moments, but you 100% can feel it in your bones that it's coming. And you're just like, you kind of just sit on edge. And I did watch probably seven whole minutes of one episode with the with it muted and yeah. only reading the lines because I knew something bad was about to happen and it did. But this is fantastic because this is, listen, let's talk about, Fresh little meat, Bruce Greenwood. God, yeah. why is that such a sexy beekeeper? He's like a, a American uh, Lucius Malfoy. You know, yeah, you, you just he is he's sexy. got a big villain face, but he's really good in this. He's very good. He plays Roderick Usher, who has six kids, and you out of the gate. This isn't a spoiler. Uh, we see a series of freak accidents has taken out his entire family, the fall of the house of Usher. And the six kids are so fantastic. They're so specifically articulated in terms of how different they are, but it's such a niche. Each one is falling into such a specific niche. Listen, my affection for Camille knows no bounds, like what she wears, what, how she treats her assistants, how she potentially dies, everything about it is pretty magical. And so I really loved this show. It was the perfect October watch. Like, and I binged it. You don't have to binge it, but I loved it. I thought it was excellent. I think Mike Flanagan continues to knock it out of the park. Yeah. He's, uh, he's wonderful. I, I really like the cast of characters, the almost vignette style that uh, he kind of borrows and uses uh, that allows you to really focus on certain people uh, in specific epi- episodes and the, let other people follow the background. I've thought uh, uh, Gugino, great use of Gugino in this. What is she doing? Um, She's great. Really enjoyed her. Uh, there's a little bit of Luke Skywalker uh, in this, which is uh, excellent. But I think it's um, it's a very elevated horror. To your point, it's like not the cheap kind of um, jump scary 
just super gore to overwhelm you with. It's it's a little more thoughtful. The only note I had was like there there's um a lot of wealth in this show. Like that's kind of the the, uh, the vibe um with the kids and like with um uh, you know the family the the Usher family and it's almost like after you've watched Succession and you see the way that they tell you about how people are when they're wealthy uh, without telling you how they are. Um, you get a little spoiled. So I would have wanted a little bit more of that, you know, of just like oh, yeah. understanding how the wealth corrupts uh, these kids beyond like um, they're very sexy and th- none of their uh, houses have decoration or apartments or whatever. Um, but just the the creativity of the incorporation of the Edgar Allan Poe stories with each episode, I thought was amazing. I had my doubts. I was a little worried about this, but uh, th- I really enjoyed uh, this. There should so be much. there should be a moment in shows like this where they're like, have you ever been to a Walmart? Yeah. Because like families like this have never been to a Walmart. Yeah. I want like, like a big family conversation about like, is raising cane sauce the best? And then one person be like, it's just Thousand Island. But someone else be like, that's what makes it good. And be like, wow, this is a, I know, but like the family. And then they'd be like, what's Thousand Island? They yeah. don't know what Thousand Island is. Like yeah. they've not experienced a, a salad bar at, at a Quincy's. They don't know. Yeah. yeah, I want one to be in the military and the other one to refuse to salute them or say thank you for their service when they see him <laughs> in a doctor's office. You know, like really know this blue collar like lifestyle uh, going on. But it's really good. I think people will enjoy it on the CBS of streamers, Netflix. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. We've already got my time to do shopping on Amazon. Make sure to go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase your affiliate link. If every item purchased using that link this week was, Jamie, this is, uh, I think this is the book and it's it is. The Shining. It is The Shining book, which has 42,000 global ratings, 4.7 stars. That Mm -hmm. is unparalleled. But let me tell you who didn't like it. Madison, who spells it E-N at the end. Oh, whoa. And she wrote, she titled her review, it's a one-star review, she titled it Personal Opinion, (laughs) which that's what all these are, Madison. But okay. She said, I did not like this book at all. It was boring. Stephen King definitely did me wrong personally with this one. (laughs) Well, apologies uh, to you, Madison. All right, you guys, don't forget, you have two short weeks to snag some fantastic merch that will arrive at your house in time for the holidays. Head to knoxandjamie.shop and shop today. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.